You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions on the show are always expressed with a certain joie de vivre. Please consult a doctor before listening, as laughter can be infectious. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car query? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Yee-haw! Here we go, Bri. Are you... Now, we got a great show lined up, and are, are you? I, last week you were with the Grey Poupon crowd. I was with the, the, the very Grey Poupon crowd, and uh, I mean, it was more than that. So we, we went to the Collecting Cars coffee run in Yorkville, yes. and they took over that garage in Yorkville, and what an amazing day. Perfect weather. Yeah. It was hot. Yeah, and, um, but the whole building was just hot cars. It was, yeah, and more than hot cars. I mean, uh, a friend of mine showed up in his Ferrari Testarossa that he recently picked up. I was okay. blown away. Uh-huh. The, the, the there were so Cliff at Collecting Cars did a great job, sort of curating the show and bringing out the best of what's in Toronto. And the, the highlight was this very special 300 SL Gullwing. So they had a regular Gullwing there, which everybody's seen. You know, they made whatever three thousand or thirty five hundred of them in the fifties. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. But this this other one, I don't know the history, but it's uh, it's got different bodywork, no bumpers. So I'm assuming it was a competition car from okay. the fifties, right? And so that the, the 300 Gullwing, aside from being a, a rich guy's toy, was actually made into a race car. That's why they built it. Oh, okay, it, okay. it was originally intended as a race car, yeah, and, then, yeah. and then they produced a, a series of road cars. And the funny thing is, they went unloved through the 60s and 70s. Right, and I don't remember, you know, up until the last 10 years or so, even hearing about them. You know, who had a what, what was a Gullwing? Yeah, you know? Exactly. We just thought that was a gee god. Modern people put on their cars and said, "How come they can put on doors like that? It looks stupid." You know, but the, they thought it looked hot. <laughs> exactly. Now, could you buy anything there for less than a hundred thousand dollars? Yeah, there was uh, there was you know several uh, Miatas and mm-hmm. and things, and uh, a friend of mine brought his one ninety E two point three sixteen Mercedes Benz. So you remember those from the mid eighties, the one nineties, uh, little coupe. Yeah, yeah except yeah. this one has a special motor, and and they raced them in the eighties. So it's a neat little car, and uh, we went uh, afterwards. We went. Uh, cigar smoking in his uh, Mercedes Benz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if somebody's interested in buying one of these fine pieces of machinery, how do they find them? Uh, CollectingCars.com. Okay. That's, uh, that's our friend Cliff Fraser, and uh, they, they specialize in interesting collector cars. Right, and they vet them, so they, for, for the most part, these are decent, real cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do a good job with that, and, and uh, you know, Cliff said on, on the show last week that they, they do a good job of connecting potential buyers with the sellers, uh-huh. and uh, you, know, you can get a pre-purchase inspection and, and all that stuff. So, yeah. you know, uh, and it, you know, if you're into collecting car, collector cars, collectingcars.com is an interesting spot. All right, now go. let's go from uh, people who collect cars and drive cars because they love cars to people who just only want a car to be their self-transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a real thing nowadays. 
It, it is. And, you know, uh, everybody talks about self-driving cars. Yes. But the number one takeaway I want to leave people with is that you cannot buy a self-driving car today. There's cars that they try to tell you they can drive themselves. Absolutely. I went on a big highway drive mm-hmm. this week in a Honda Civic. Yes. And it's got very good adaptive cruise and very good lane keep assist. I have why my wife drives one. And, and now I, maybe I'm dumb and I haven't even read the owner's manual. <laughs> but it does have active cruise control, which I mm-hmm. kind of like. Yes. But 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 again, my issue is is that my old Betty that I drive mm-hmm. It has cruise, That's but right. it's not as smart as my <laughs> wife's. And I'm going, and and guaranteed this is going to happen if it hasn't already, where people will assume mm-hmm. that their car is smarter than they are. Mm-hmm. And and some of these systems are very good. They uh-huh. can they can stop and start in traffic. So you really got, this is a question of of reading the manual and understanding this technology before you go for a drive. These cars do not drive themselves quite yet. All right. Well, you know, down the road, we're going to have Mr. Mark Salzman, our uh, our resident tech guru. Maybe he's got something to say about all things electronic. We've got Kerry Schmidt coming up next. And later on in the show, we got two coppers, eh? We're going to have PC Sean Shapiro is going to talk about a little crazy thing that's happening. Um, I got one of the letters, and I thought, what kind of scam is this? They want, they want my money. They told me, Doug said I don't have to pay for plates no more. That's right. And now they sent me a bill. Uh-huh. What the F is going on? There's more to it, and we're going to get into it. Right after this break, this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. My name is Alan G, and I... Uh, you know what? They, I didn't do it right, Carlos. You have to give me crap. You're supposed to. You're supposed to wave to me, oh. and then and they said, "Al, you're talking over the music." And I went, "Sorry, this is my first week on the job." Yeah, you're new to radio, right? So three pedals. Um, you think that'll stop people from carjacking? I think so. <laughs> I, yeah, I think so. We were just talking about that off uh, off air, and and uh, you know, carjackings are up in the city of Toronto. Unfortunately, the, there's the same number of carjackings so far this year as there were in all of last year. Yeah, I want to find out. Maybe if one of our police guys know because the numbers are stupid. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm I don't know. Uh, is it just some? I, I can't find a job, but I can make a hundred bucks if I steal a rich person's car. This is the thing. I I don't know where they're going either. I mean, you know, there's there's I don't know what people do with with stolen cars, but um, you know, with with respect to manuals, I can't imagine. I can't imagine many carjackers are proficient with three pedals and a shifter. Exactly. They probably well. Apparently, like this one that got apprehended by some other citizen looked like he was only fifteen or sixteen years old. So I mean, it's not like that whole lot of experience behind the wheel. No, that's for sure. That's for sure. And uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'll, you know, I'm not seriously concerned, but I'm a little concerned because the, a lot of the test cars I drive are very premium, very expensive. So right. you know, they might be a target, but I'm not I'm not terribly concerned. I mean, we're, we are talking a little bit of an, an anomaly and not. You know, tremendously huge numbers. I wouldn't say Toronto is unsafe, but this is a problem that needs to be remedied here in the city. Oh, no question about it. Apparently, the government is getting involved. I don't know what they're going to do, um, what kind of plan that they have. I mean, not you can have eyes in the sky looking for carjackers. I, obviously, it's important if, if you own a high-end vehicle mm-hmm. that you got to be aware, you know. Yeah. Um, it's 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 one thing to look outside and say, my hair is going to get wet because yep. it's going to rain, um, yeah. but you you got to look. Um, and there's been all kinds of scams that way. I mean, there's a famous one where someone bumps you with their car and, you know, you get out of your car to go look and the next thing you know, they steal your purse and your keys. And- exactly. Exactly. Um, I, you know, I think the, the the one thing I'd like to, to leave listeners with is is that if you're in that situation, just give up the car. The car can be replaced. Hunt. Well, 
Yeah, 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 but but right now it's hard. <laughs> well, this, this there is aren't true. Any cars. This is true, but I mean, if you're confronted with, oh, with yeah, someone yeah, with a, with a weapon, I mean, you really got to get rid of the. You got to let it go. Let the car go. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's not worth the fight because no. uh, in a lot of cases, you know, some of these people aren't full on in the head either. You know, they got no. a little bit of problem between the ears, and uh, they're not going to be like kind of rational. They're not going to be polite about it. No, 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 no. Just give me the keys. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, keys your car and your cell phone, please. Exactly, exactly. Um, you know, we, let's. We were going to talk about a little bit of too about, um, and we're going to ask Mark about this too, but about the self driving vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, like I say, you know, my, my cruise control works. Mm-hmm. That, I like that. Mm-hmm. But there are some cars Cadillac has where you can actually take your hands off the wheel, right? Yeah, that's right. I tested the Cadillac Escalade last year with, um, and I towed with it, with uh, Super Cruise, it's called. Uh-huh. And it's a it's a fully hands-off system. However, um, so it'll it'll drive itself on certain roads. Right. At, at, and it'll stop and start and that sort of thing. But it's on specific roads. So the, the roads are fully mapped. So the car kind of knows where it's going. And it's, you know, generally wide open roads, freeways, that sort of thing. And uh, you don't have to put your hands on the wheel. But so, what, you, what you have to do yes. is look forward so mm-hmm. that it has cameras that monitor the driver. So you have to be paying attention. You can't pick up your cell phone. You can't pick up a book. You can't go to sleep. So if anything, it's driver assist. It's not driver can go you know, do something else altogether. That's right. It's it's not autonomous technology at all. It's absolutely driver assist, and, and, and that's what it does. And on long trips, these kind of systems take the stress off the driver, and I enjoy using them in that right. regard. If I've got to devour, you know, a couple hundred kilometers in a day, I, I like these systems. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like I say, I, I like even just with that cruise, it's kind of neat, you know. Um, uh, but, but uh, you know, at the same time, I, I think it lulls you into this complacency that you're not thinking, you know, you're mm-hmm. half asleep. Um, but yes, um, as it is, so it monitors those cameras that look at your eyes. Is that absolutely? It? They and they absolutely do look at your eyes. I, of course, I tested it. I looked away. Oh, how did it? Oh, sunglasses. What happens there? And, and this is the other thing. Yeah. If you have, if you wear polarized sunglasses like I do, yes, the cameras can't see through them. So then the system gives you a warning and then eventually shuts down. Okay, okay. So, but yeah, but if you've got the glasses on, it will not initialize, I guess. So it'll it'll start, yes. but then the, the system will monitor you, and it can't see your eyes through the polarized <laughs> yeah. lenses. So then it gives you a warning, and then a minute later, it shuts all it shuts down. So you got to go back to driving the uh, the vehicle yourself. Oh, buddy, you got to take off them shades, eh? <laughs> That's right. I think you look cool, but uh, I can't make the car work if you're going to wear them stupid shades. All right, after the break, we're going to be talking to OPP Sergeant Kerry Schmidt. Who, um, I'm allowed to say he's taking the weekend off, but... He's always working. He works so hard, eh? Yes, he does. He does. All right, we will be with Gary Schmidt right after this break. Hello, everybody. My name is Alan G, and beside me is Brian Mass, race car driver. Just came back from Detroit. You're you're on the go all the time, eh? Yeah, I had a I had a great week in uh, in Detroit. That's for sure. Wow. Yeah, I got to see a lot of interesting things, which we'll be talking about later. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Looking forward to that. And uh, on his phone, hopefully not driving. Um, Kerry Schmidt, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. No, I'm not driving. I'm parked nicely and uh, just uh, enjoying a beautiful Saturday morning. Exactly. You know what? And I hope everybody else is doing that as well. Um, but I hope they have both hands on the wheel and they're looking straight ahead instead of down in their lap, which is exactly. the dead giveaway, right? 
Well, you know what? That's that's the problem. You know, here we are. We're Saturday morning now. Victoria Day long weekend. A lot of people were up already, jumping the gun on Thursday. Friday yesterday was a really busy day, and there's going to be a lot of people still going up for day trips and just uh, still traveling around this weekend. You get the extra day off. Uh, but when we look at uh, our statistics, sadly, you know, when we look at uh, why people are dying, it's because of distraction and inattention, and it's not always the person who's distracted who's the one who's losing their life. And uh, we've had a hundred. 107 people die already this year, and distracted driving and attentive driving is up about 80% from last year. Uh, completely unacceptable for, for us to be uh, constantly getting getting to these calls. And, and so often, I, I can tell you, I'm at a crash scene, uh, vehicles twisted metal, uh, people are seriously injured or, or maybe worse and uh, their cell phones inside the car. They're ringing because people are looking for them and trying to get a hold of them, and we know you know, a few minutes before, they were probably on their phone, driving along, not uh, paying any attention to the roads, and all of a sudden, uh, disaster strikes. And so we just, I need to remind people, you know, how important it is. If you're sitting in that driver's seat, your full attention needs to be on driving. You know, I mean, we have the technology, and in fact, you know, we, I, we sort of curse it out, you know, in my wife's car, for example. You know, once you start moving, the GPS goes stupid on the dashboard, eh? Like, you can't, you can't initialize <laughs> something. Um, right. you, you can't right. put in a new address or something because it, it says you're driving. You can't do this. Why yeah. don't they just do that with phones? You, well, you, you know what? And, and some phones have that thing and asks you, are you driving? Mm-hmm. And you need either say yes or no, and, whether, and hopefully you're telling the truth. And if you're the passenger in the vehicle, you're the one that's manipulating uh, the GPS, the navigation. You're working on the playlist, uh, the songs, the tunes, the music, whatever's coming through that phone. Because our lives are kind of in that phone already and for us to be separated from our life uh, while we're commuting to work an hour or more a day you know it uh, it's a very uh, isolating experience and people don't want that isolation they want to feel connected and cars allow us to be connected uh, but again that is where drivers end up not paying attention and it's not just cell phones it could be other uh, distractions in or outside the vehicle as well but really just having that focus on the road and the and the ta- focus on the task of driving because it is still a job you have it is an active experience uh, you know as a driver you know you look at a race car driver or anybody else you know their their voice commands they have intercoms they can talk to their uh, their pit crew but uh, they are not sitting there fiddling around with stuff while they're focusing on the road yeah Kerry, I've, I've you know I've been racing cars since I was a kid and and you know radios are great and all that stuff but the the thing is you know, we've got this concept in our culture of multitasking, and that's it's not really a thing. What you're actually doing is you're splitting your attention. You're, you're taking your attention immediately from one task to the other. And as a racing driver, it, that's difficult enough. Driving on the road with, with you know, so many different potential risks or, or, or whatever the case is, yeah. it's so difficult to do. And, you know, I don't like talking about this, this myth of, of multitasking because you just can't do it, especially when you've got an important job to do when you're driving a vehicle. Yeah, for sure. It's dynamic. This is not a static experience where you're sitting uh, watching a movie screen going by you. You are actively involved in this. And when you talk about uh, divided attention uh, or multitasking, you can't. You can do one thing at a time, and you can do you can do ten things concur like uh, independently, one after the other after the other. And it makes it look like you're doing ten, ten things at a time. But while you're doing number two, three, and four, you're not doing number one. And if number one is driving, look out. You're in trouble. 
Well, you know, that's the whole thing. I mean, we're talking about, we, 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 it's funny how we arranged on our show. We opened up talking about a car show where people lived and breathed and loved cars, right? But at the other end of the spectrum, we're talking about cars, first of all, that drive themselves almost, um, <laughs> and, and to the point where, where cars in a lot of cases are just a transportation device. It's just to get me from A to B. So there's people that don't care about cars. All I do is want to get there, and 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 if it's going to take too much brain power, I'll just look at my phone. Um, you know, so it, it's the full gamut. I, and again, it's just transportation. Um, but do, do we lack the manpower? I, I know, like fines have gone up. There's no question about it. But yeah. but you know, are, are are you guys actively looking and pulling people over for this? Well, for sure. You know, we 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 uh, charge uh, distracted drivers all the time, careless drivers. Uh, you know, and again, you see it when you're stopped at a light. All you got to do is look look left and right, and you've got two drivers. And I'll bet you, two, if one for sure, if not both, are on their phone. And uh, when you're going down the road, stop and go traffic. You're seeing that constantly, and so definitely, officers are are certainly you know, do, conducting enforcement. It's it's an expensive fine. It's a six hundred and some odd dollar a ticket. It's an automatic three day license suspension upon conviction. You know this is pretty serious stuff. You have to pay a reinstatement fee. There, you know, it's not about the ticket. It's about saving these lives and, and changing the way we behave. And uh, you know, listen, computers can can do millions of tasks in a day and uh, or in a second. And uh, you know, we and we're brain power has as amazing computing uh, computing capacity. But um, yeah. We get distracted. We get uh, we start forgetting about what's going on, and I'm sure we often talk you know, on the phone, and all of a sudden you miss your exit, and you're like, "Wow, how did I miss that?" Because you are totally in another world, and uh, and that's how how quickly things change. And how many times have you had to slam on the brake because all of a sudden traffic stopped in front of you? Well, it didn't. Uh, you just weren't paying attention, and traffic slowed, and you could have slowed down with everybody else normally. Had you all been paying attention at the same time? So. All right, Carrie, I got to jump in because you got to put your phone down. We got to get the heck out of here. All righty, have a good one. Thanks, buddy. Have Thanks, a great Carrie. weekend. Always uh, keep up the great work. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with my pal Alan Gelman, and on Skype we've got Mark Salzman. Mark, you wrote a piece in uh, the Toronto Star a couple weeks ago about 5G and 5G is in the news for lots of reasons, but there's an applicable <laughs> reason in in the car world and I'm reading the story and uh, you mentioned that the 22 BMW iX X-Drive 50 is the first 5G equipped car in the US and guess what my test car is next week. <laughs> nice. Enjoy. Enjoy. Yeah, you know, I've been writing about 5G for years, obviously. It's something that we always, you know, associate with a smartphone, like your iPhone probably has 5G. Uh, But yeah, your car is turning into a computer on wheels, right? And that means that... the wireless connectivity goes with it. A computer is only so good by itself, and then you add Wi-Fi, and and then a computer connected to the internet is so much more. Just like a, a computers have been in cars for years, but adding wireless connectivity and now much faster speeds is essentially what five G offers. There's some other bells and whistles, but that's the big story. It really sort of brings it into the next generation. So yeah, there's a lot going on with. Um, with uh, cellular uh, as well as automation and electrification, of course, and they're all interrelated. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the best thing. You know, there's so much going on, and it's, a, and it's an interesting time in the automotive business because technology is advancing so quickly. But what what five G 
you know, to, to, to my limited understanding, because I'm a racing driver, I'm just a dumb racing driver, but 5G allows for more data and faster uh, connectivity in, uh, in 5G-equipped cars. Yeah, there's three main advantages to 5G across the board, whatever device has it, is, yeah, much faster data speeds. Um, uh, second, in, which is related, is lower latency. So that's the time required for data to travel between two points. So if you touch a uh, an icon on your dashboard, it's going to be significantly faster uh, when it's that, that content even isn't stored locally. It's stored on someone's servers somewhere in the cloud. And then the third advantage to 5G is higher con- concentration. concentration. Uh, so meaning... In the past, if you're at a Toronto Raptors game and you're trying to stream a video online at the same time with, you know, 30,000 other people trying to do it, it's not going to be so well, but it's not going to go so smoothly. But with 5G, it just it's a fatter pipe, so to speak. So it can support uh, more devices in the same area at the same time. So 5G, though, in vehicles, there's there's a few different buckets of like, why? Why 5G? Just because you can doesn't mean you should is one argument but here's here's what it boils down to number one again your car is turning into a computer on wheels and that means services connected services so it could mean things like diagnostics and pushed updates to your vehicle's operating system right over the air and it's going to be much faster and easier to do that with 5g again diagnostics the ability to for a car to tell the car company the manufacturer what the issue is to sort of self-diagnose before you even pull into the dealership kind of thing uh, the another advantage is um navigation and communication like all the dashboard stuff infotainment systems right uh, with over-the-air updates so your maps, your communication with other, you know, if you're using 5G in the car for chatting and not your smartphone because it's a stronger signal with that little antenna on the roof, um, you know, for all those things, for news, this is all being pushed. It's much faster. And then the third right now is app support. Um, again, the ability to talk to your car when you're not even there. So someone's trying to break into your vehicle, you can get a push notification on your on your phone, which you could have done with 4G. It's just going to be that much faster uh, or, you know, seeing, you know, what the tire pressure is like or your electric charge uh, levels are like or your gas gauge all remotely. So those are the today reasons why you want 5G. <laughs> There's a lot more in the future. Okay, Mark, it's Alan speaking. Now, in, in, instead of like all these things are as far as I'm concerned, a lot of them are entertainment, you know, um, you know, like yeah, it's more toys. than just streaming Netflix for the kids in the backseat. But well, yeah, I well, hear you. We're right, but at the same time, and, and and you know, we were talking to Carrie Schmidt earlier about p- distracted driving. You know, and I think if anything, this is going to make it more distracting because people are going, oh, look how much better this works now, <laughs> and look at all the more choices I have. But, <laughs> more but, toys, yeah. right? Exactly. But but really, isn't part of the reasoning is because we want cars to be able to talk to each other to avoid collision. <laughs> I think the real excitement with 5G and probably 6G by the time this really materializes is, is yeah, is, is car-to-car communication. And that's part of the whole autonomous vehicle revolution that we're not quite there yet. But it's going to facilitate um, uh, much uh, safer uh uh, communication between vehicles and again between the car and the car manufacturer as well so they can study all that data and see what's going on and they can also share that data or sell that data 
with cities that could see congestion and all that. So that or or your vehicle can wirelessly communicate with a stoplight or a construction sign or a construction worker wearing a vest that has a sensor mm-hmm. in it that tells the driver uh, of the car that there's work a work zone ahead. There's all these different sort of IoT or Internet of Things advantages that we're not quite there yet. But that's the promise of a connected car is that if an autonomous vehicle can communicate with one another, it can drive in theory, mere millimeters behind one another on on the Don Valley Parkway in Toronto uh, in order to to smooth out traffic because it is in constant communication and will anticipate anything because they're all connected. It's a little scary for some and a little bit sci-fi at this point, but that's the, the true promise of a connected car, I think. Well, it's going to take a little while to to roll this out, but I mean, it, oh, yeah. you know, as you know, uh, new cars hit the hit the ground, we're going to have more five G equipped cars. I'm already hearing of you know non Teslas because Tesla's famous for over the air updates, but I'm already hearing of non Teslas getting over the air updates and and legitimate updates happening to vehicles. So that's already happening with with five G. What do you think your average driver is going to see first? Yeah. So again, the ability to quote unquote patch any issues with the vehicle is is super practical. Yeah, I know you joked earlier about entertainment and distracted driving with videos playing and all that. But I, I mean, there's some practical applications for faster uh, over the air uh, updates. I mean, there's there's obviously a real sort of advantage there, just like if there's a vulnerability found in your smartphone or on your computer, it's patched by the operating system company. Uh, but yeah, going down the road, pardon the pun, it's going to just not just be about entertainment and, and updates, but vehicle to vehicle communication, vehicle to everything communication, that there's going to be inexpensive sensors in virtually everything. And the good news is that, yeah, you don't have to rip up the existing infrastructure and lay down new highways and all that. It's going to, you're, it's going to be able, they're going to be able to retrofit a lot of the existing infrastructure with these sensors. So that's to me, the true promise. If I understand your, your question correctly. All right. And, and not that I'm worried about big brother cause they see everything already anyways, but, but, but that I, you know, has been a, a concern for sure for many years about, you know, going to G, 5g and, 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 and how is my, my <laughs> own personal information going to be encrypted or saved or secure? There's a lot of ancillary concerns, without question. I spoke about this, by the way, gents, uh, last week at the Western Canada uh, Information Security Conference. Oh, I didn't and, get my uh, tickets. It was, I was, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was it was hosted in Winnipeg this time, and I I did include in my presentation uh, a whole sort of section on self-driving cars, autonomous uh-huh. vehicles. But because it's a cybersecurity convention, of course, I have to acknowledge uh, that there's risks. Um, so whether it's a car being hacked whether it's you oversharing your data, whether it's the authorities taking advantage of this data and knowing where you are at all times, you know, um, there's always that double argument, you know, well, if you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to worry about. But if you're, uh, if there's a police uh, chase and, and, and if uh, the, the authorities have the ability to slow you down, which you can do now already, um, you know, but again, just amped up to the next level, that's a concern, right? Or again, a car being hacked, getting a virus. I mean, Anything connected to the internet, uh, another point to the internet is another area of concern, whether it's Big Brother, uh, whether it's a, a hack of malicious types out there. What about extortion? What about ransomware? What if? What about your, we're not going to let you drive your car unless you give me a, a, a Bitcoin. 
Mm. You know, I mean, it's it's scary, but hopefully, and it's always a cat and mouse chase with these uh, cyber criminals. Hopefully, the car manufacturers okay. are putting some safeguards in place. Nothing is for sure that that's for certain, but hopefully, there's some safeguards to keep everybody safe. And that would be the you know the opposite of what tech is supposed to bring to the table, which is make things safer and more efficient. <laughs> Well, I, I really hope that's the case. Starting in uh, the 2025 model year, at least in the U.S., uh, the police or whatever authorities now have a back door. So there's a uh, a kill switch that's been mandated yeah. in, in yeah. Uh, U.S. legislation. So, yeah. you know, given that it's a computer-based system, it can be hacked, of course. So, yeah, you know, hopefully yeah. this I'm less is... concerned about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, again, I know it's big brother, to, to, but to, to allow that at all, you know, freedom fighters hate the idea of anybody being able to do that. But I mean, I'm all for that. But yeah, I'm concerned more about hacks and 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 viruses and malware malicious software yeah you know i i could fix someone i could put a battery in someone's car or change the alternator but but wow getting rid of somebody's uh you know malicious software i i don't know about that. i'll have to, I'll have to <laughs> get courses to do, on enlist that the help of uh yeah like uh, bill gates kind exactly of. <laughs> and, and, and like you said too my dad always said you know if you don't want the cops to hassle you just just pull over and be nice you know like you're not hiding nothing. Just, just, just yeah. be straight. Eh? That's a whole other conversation altogether. But yeah, I mean, look, I think it's an exciting time. With uh, we're on, we are. Well, we may not be on the verge of um, autonomous vehicles. We're still many years away. I think for for true autonomous vehicles, we've got some semi-autonomous technologies now. But the uh, to me, we are on the verge of an electric revolution, which is a whole other conversation. Which this is tied to, but a very exciting, very exciting times. Oh, Mark, thanks for joining us. If people want to reach you, how do they find you? Yeah, thanks so much, uh, Brian and Alan. I'm on uh, social media, so it's Mark with a C, S-A-L-T-Z-M-A-N. I'd love to chat with you. Wonderful. Well, Mark, thanks for joining us. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. You know, we keep throwing these terms around, and I'm wondering what's more scary, a semi-autonomous car or an autonomous semi? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> I see there's a truck behind me. Hopefully it's got a plate on it. And speaking of plates, we have PC Sean Shapiro on the line with us. How are you, PC Sean? Good. How are you guys doing? Excellent, excellent. So can you straighten this out? Apparently Dougie said we don't have to pay for license plates anymore. And people are getting stickered. They're getting notified via mail, snail mail, that they got to pay. What's going on? So it's, it depends on the class of vehicle. If they have a uh, passenger vehicle, light-duty vehicle under 3,000 kilos, motorcycles, mopeds, you, you don't have to pay, but you still have to renew. And that's where I think there's been some mis- uh, miscommunication or uh, at least some misunderstanding. And folks who have been traveling interprovincially are getting tickets for expired license plates because they haven't renewed them. Uh, so the deal is it's free. You go online. You punch in your mileage. Uh, as long as your insurance is, uh, is valid, uh, you're pretty much done. You select one or two years and move forward. You get a, a printed receipt, and you're valid in our system and good to go. So, Sean, in, you know, a few years ago, I'm guilty of this. I would, yeah, I would renew the, the the plate, get the sticker, and then throw it in the glove box, and then intend <laughs> to intend to put it on. You know, I have a I have a lovely carbon fiber license plate frame on my car, and the other one has a Lamborghini one. But you know, I I tuck the sticker up underneath the license plate frame, so of course I want to do it properly. And you know, I of course I've been pulled over, and in the old days, the fine was maybe a hundred bucks, and I'd have the sticker in the car, and everything was good. But uh, the, I think the fine's gone up, has Actually, no. The the fine is $110 for not renewing your license plate. If you okay. didn't have your validation sticker on there, it would also be $110. Uh, but let's not forget, we, we should get into this whole license plate frame and license plate cover thing, because that's also a $110 fine. You can't cover your license plate in any way, shape, or form. 
but uh, but I don't want to go too deep into that. We'll stick with the license plate renewal part portion. <laughs> that's because they don't enforce it. That's what I just no, want to talk exactly, about. That's exactly yeah. <laughs> it. Is. It Sorry. is being enforced, especially tinted covers and clear covers. The frames, as long as it's not covering anything, you may never have a problem. But uh, you got to know that it's a potential that you could get pulled over for it. Uh, so back to the actual stickers. Uh, a lot of people don't want to take them off, even though they've renewed. And if you're traveling outside of the province or especially into the States, you may get pulled over because of the expired sticker with them not understanding that we don't require them anymore. So it would be my suggestion is once your plates are valid and, and renewed in the system, they actually remove your old uh, stickers. So, well, so when I do renew it, will I get a sticker? No, there's no stickers being produced or shipped anymore. You oh. only get a, a printed uh, receipt that you yourself have to print out, and my suggestion is to keep it. Uh, and, and also store an electronic copy for your own protection if you're pulled over, just in case technology fails. I know Mark might uh, disagree that, uh, that technology <laughs> might not fail, but the deal is that, it, that it, there's always issues, or maybe issues, and you want to make sure you have as much proof. And I was, I was talking with Jerry Agar on News Talk 1010 uh, mm. last week, and he, he's actually carrying around a copy of a news article explaining that things have changed, just to be absolutely sure. Uh, I have a question. Because um, my wife called me, and she was bent out of shape, and she told me, thankfully, he was a nice officer. But what's the importance of having the sticker inside on the back of your ownership? Like, so, like, like sorry, so there's, there's a valid sticker on her license plate, right? Yeah. But now they want to look at her ownership and see if that paper sticker is on the inside. What's the point of that? So that's validating the permit. And, and what used to be is, you know, we wanted to make sure that the plate was validated so we could see while we were driving by. Right. And remember, stickers have been around for a long time, well before the technology uh, was there to support what we're doing now, where we run it and see if it's up to date live in our system. Right. So that was one side of it. And then the, the small sticker, like the validation permit was basically the, the outward representation of your permit. That's what has to be validated. And that's what we're validating now. Uh, but there's no more stickers. So that's where that receipt and, and, uh, and, and chase to make sure that everything's valid is there. And if you ever do update your ownership with a change of address, your expiry will be printed right on the face of that, uh, that permit. I think he sounds like a lawyer, doesn't he? He, he almost, sound like a he almost he sounds, sounds like, like a lawyer. lawyer. But I see him on social media more than I, you know, if, if there's somebody on social media more than me, it's Sean Shapiro. <laughs> I try. You know, we do the streaming thing uh, every day, uh, although it won't be for the next two weeks because I'm actually on vacation officially now. And uh, But we do m- Monday to Friday, 10 to 11. We, we do a live stream on pretty much every social media platform out there uh, where you can ask us questions live. And we've done a lot of talking about this particular topic. In fact, we had one video we put out specifically about license plate renewals, 488,000 views. We were, we were amazed at how many people were completely unaware of the fact that you still had to renew your plates. Well, if you wanted some visual, you could probably come by our shop and you could watch us try to take rusty screws out of the back license plates on cars so people could get the cover off to put the sticker underneath, which is why people just stick them on the outside. All right. Which is, a, which is also a ticket. Yes, 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 yes. Yep. All right. We got a couple minutes left, but I quickly want to talk about carjacking. Sure. What should you do? Here's the deal. Your car may be something you love, but it's not worth risking your life over. If you are in a situation where, you're, where your life is at risk, uh, give up your car. Uh, yeah, like it, yeah, that's what insurance is for. You don't want to go toe-to-toe and put yourself at risk. And, you know, obviously there's, there's an issue right now uh, with some high-end cars that have been targeted, but your safety is everything. Uh, I know some people have talked about, uh, what if my kids are in the car? Uh, you know, you, you be very vocal. I know you might be under stress, but be very vocal in the event that you're approached and let them know you got your kids and you got to get them out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I guess, really. Cause... I mean, yeah, there's, there's carjacking and then there's kidnapping. 
Yeah, and, and we've we've heard all the stories in the in the media, whether it be in Canada, the U.S., where a car's been taken and there's a child inside, and that becomes our highest priority. Amber alerts, you know, take up, and uh, you know, we don't want these things to happen. And, and uh, not that we're looking for carjackers to be, you know, kind-hearted while they're stealing your stuff, but uh, we, they have to take into consideration what's going on. And uh, hopefully, nobody has to deal with this. Uh, some people suggested buy really old stick shift cars, and you're going to be car theft. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so you've been on uh, Brian's website, which yep. is Save the Manuals. Okay, he... I've been seeing your T-shirt uh, stuff. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, so, yeah. Shot another episode with it this week, and I, you know, tested a manual, and uh, of course, have manuals at home. And uh, you know, that's the thing. I mean, my my wife's daily is a manual, and and we live in the city, obviously. And if something like this happens, she knows that a carjacker's not going far in her car. <laughs> At least yeah, until the clutch goes. Yeah, <laughs> I right. a good buddy of mine. He refuses to buy an automatic vehicle, and uh, he's gone to great lengths and 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 shipped them from out of the out of uh, the province, out of the country, like just to get a manual vehicle in a modern uh, in a modern vehicle. So uh, he, he they keep taking the option away from him. He gets more and more frustrated. Uh, apparently, those are the cards that are outside at Tim Hortons running in the wintertime because they feel that <laughs> that's a security device alone, okay? It, it has three pedals. Nobody knows how to drive it. They're not going to steal my car. I said, you're an idiot, okay? <laughs> <laughs> now, quickly, we're going to have to... Oh, I hear the music, so we're going to have to run. Now, people want to hear or see your fantastic voice and videos. Where do they find them? You can get us on TikTok at Traffic Services. You can get us at the same address on Twitter, uh, Traffic Services, Toronto Police on YouTube, and uh, Twitch Traffic Services. But make sure you're stopped at the side of the road or not driving when you're you viewing get, those videos, right? You can get our new podcast at TPS Traffic Jam anywhere that you can get podcasts. You missed the point. I don't want people using their phone and driving, okay? <laughs> I got it. <laughs> All right, man. Have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you soon. All right. We got to run, and uh, we'll be right back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. You know, it seems that we've been jammed with technology today. We talked with Mark Saltzman about 5Gs, and cars will be able to talk to each other and give you all these other abilities to uh, do stuff online. Now, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I, I, I'm an old guy. I'm not a new guy. But, uh, you know, if you want to buy groceries, you want to buy bed sheets. you know, you simply pop on Amazon Prime or some other supplier. You know, you can do it from your living room. You could have your finest stretch pants on, you know, or no pants. Ooh. Um, but you know what? And you can buy what you need. And, and if it doesn't fit or it's not what you expected, well, then it's easy to just give it back. Now, they're trying to make, I, I know COVID had a lot to do with it, but they're trying to put the whole world online. And uh, is buying a car necessarily a great idea to do online? Well, you know, for, for new cars, there's there's much less risk. But as a, as a driver, you want to make sure that everything works to your satisfaction, you fit properly, you're comfortable in it, and that sort of thing. Right, and, and, and when I watch your reviews, you know, that's the first things you're talking about is, you know, Am I comfortable in the seat? Can I see over the fenders? Is there mm -hmm. blind spots? Yes. You can't tell that online. Y you can't do that online. And, you know, that's what I always recommend. You, yeah, you, in, in, in today's day and age, you can absolutely have a brand new car delivered to your house with ever, without ever having to leave your home. And that's, that's not necessarily the best idea all the time. And like, like I told a customer once, this ain't Eaton's, okay? Like, you don't like it. You can't just call them up and tell them to come and get it and get your money back. Doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. No, no, no. No, so this is important. I mean, so certainly in terms of doing your homework, whether it's looking at what the a manufacturer's website to see what he's got on, on sale, what the options are and whatever, and looking at important videos like your own where you, you, you know, at least here's a person that, that's looking out for, for, for me, he, he, you know, he, he's a driver, 
And he's going to say see what's important for himself, which will obviously be important for me as well. Yeah, usually. But you know, I'm I'm uh, of average stature, and if you're taller or shorter there, than, than I am, then there are some other considerations. So you got to make sure you fit yourself right and sit and are seated properly behind the wheel. But then everything's got to work, you know, to your satisfaction. And, and the way cars are designed on the interior, they they vary from one brand to the other. Oh, huge. I mean, I, I've had a, a few instances where I, I would tell somebody, you know, it's really time to give up your car. It, it, it's as much as I'd like to take your money. It's the rust war is winning and, and you know, your car can't be reliable anymore. And I've, I've had people turn around and say, you know, if I could buy the exact same car brand new, I would be happy to do it. But uh, but I can't. Mm-hmm. So uh, a couple of years back, even I had someone who had always driven Honda Civics, loved Honda Civics. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, buys a new Honda Civic without really even going to the dealership. Right. And then gets in and said, uh, where's the knobs for my heater and radio? Exactly. And they don't exist. For for one generation, uh, Honda had removed the volume knob from the Civic. And, you know, it's a smart thing to have. I mean, as much as we've got all these touchscreens and that sort of thing, a volume knob is important. But it's it's more than that. And, you know, I, I've, I've, a Civic is one of my favorites because it's, it's just a good all-around car. And I'm yep. driving the latest one. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the way... The ergonomics are designed is different than the previous generation, and it's different from certainly three generations ago. Right. So it's a completely different experience and very much electronic. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, you know, it, it's comfortable, it, it, it's functional, it does what it, it did what it's supposed to. And like you say, where they made some mistakes, maybe put too much uh, technology in, they backed off a bit? A little bit. There's a, there's a volume knob in the new one. Right. And it's got all the, you know, the latest electronics, so it's, you can wirelessly connect your phone to the car now mm-hmm. and there's a wireless charger so you don't need a cable anymore and it you know all of that stuff works right but um it it, it the the way it the way it operates is a little different so if you're coming from a 10 year old civic that's you know two generations ago already and mm-hmm. it's a major leap forward right and uh better gas mileage as well better performance incredible gas mileage i mean i'm i'm known for not Tracking ma- mileage and and getting crappy mileage because I have a very heavy right heavy foot. foot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but uh, this one I discovered is rated at six point three liters per hundred kilometers on the highway, and, and you, I and you beat them. I, I almost beat them. I got six four, <laughs> and that's that's about thirty six miles per gallon. Incredible for me. That's great. And and at the same time, I mean, I had a customer email me last weekend, and he 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 thought this car wasn't getting quite the mileage he ought to get. Uh, I told him a couple things to check, of course, which was make sure you don't have too much junk in your trunk, make sure you have air in your tires, really basic things. Um, but then he wrote on to say how he just did a trip with his friends in the car, and 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 he thought it was a good thing. He he put in Shell Super Gold, whatever it was, and I thought, hang on a second. You're, you're, you're doing a mileage test, but first of all, you've changed from one person to five people or four mm-hmm. people. And, and now, uh, like, the whole thing about mileage was, you know, gas has gone up. It's expensive. Why are you using the best gas? It won't give you better gas mileage. Uh, certainly a Camry won't. And, and, you know, like we talked about previously, the, the, in the old days, you might get better quality fuel or more detergents in the upper grades, but not anymore. They're all pretty clean. And if your car is rated for regular, put regular in it. Exactly, exactly. All right. It's been a regular kind of day today, although very exciting. Uh, lots of technology we talked about. Again, I want to thank Kerry Schmidt. Stay off your phone, please, unless you're parked or stopped. Or sitting in a donut shop. That's um, right. And if, it, if you are sitting in a donut shop, make sure you shut the car off because just the three pedals is not 
enough to get your car not stolen. I want to thank Mark Saltzman, of course. He's the tech guru, and uh, he's always around for stuff like that. Um, and keep your eyes open. You know, as we talked earlier, too, carjacking is up significantly, especially here in the big smoke. If you got a fancy car. Mm-hmm. Um, pay attention. Pay attention, yeah. You know, you got to look at uh, where you are and look around yourself. And um, important stuff. That's about it. And uh, we got to run. I want to thank everybody for joining us. Thank Carlos behind the board for keeping the wheels on. And uh, we will be back next week for another edition of Car Talk. No, no, that was another show. I that used was to another do. show you guys. That's because Steve's fault. Because Steve kept saying, "Remember when you were at that other place?" That's right. That he was focused <laughs> on that today. No, this is Dave's Corner Garage. Dave's Corner Garage, and we'll be back next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye bye. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.